This is Spark the Genius, hosting the show Spark the Genius. I'm here to spark the genius within you today with the help of Saffron Cassidy, director uh, of the movie Designer, and then it's the S word, but with a money sign, and then hit. I don't know. I don't want to be demonetized on YouTube. How do you pronounce it? Like if you're talking on a family-friendly show, how do you say your movie? I say the title as it is. I mean, yeah, we use the dollar sign in writing to be, try to be a little bit polite, but yeah. yeah. Designer poop, I guess you could say. Yeah, we can go with that. All right. I uh, I usually never watch uh, the movies before an interview because I'm out of time for this or whatever, but I actually did uh, delve into yours. I'm, half, I'm halfway through. I'm half an hour into it. So I think I've seen enough to get the idea, but enough that, ooh, no spoilers yet. That's exciting. Um, but I guess I can see that you're alive, so you didn't uh, you didn't die at the end. No. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess we can talk about, I mean, yeah, what have I missed? What, what's going to be coming up in the next half hour? Um, well, I go through this journey of trying fecal transplant, learning about fecal transplant, researching it heavily, meeting some of the top researchers in the world, and making the decision to try it myself at home DIY style. Yeah. Um, I the last thing I, with, yeah. Sorry. The last thing I just watched was you uh, making your fecal transplant thing in the blender and then cleaning the bathroom. I was going to say, that's where a lot of people do tend to turn it off. So is that why you <laughs> turned it off at 30 minutes? <laughs> no, well, no, actually it just happened to be the interview was starting. I didn't start this early enough, but uh, yeah, if I, I mean, it is lunchtime. I don't know if that would be the best time to best thing to watch. <laughs> but, but I was watching on TikTok like an hour ago, somebody pulling out a blackhead. So I'm like, I guess some sometimes gross things fascinate us. And we have to, maybe you'll be huge on TikTok if you can show your, your little poop blenders. I don't even know if that's legal to show. I mean, I think it would be popular on some corners of the internet that, you know, that wasn't my attention when I made this film, but who yeah. knows who will find be, interest in that. It would be popular. <laughs> Hmm? Yeah, good one. <laughs> I can be your copywriter, your marketing person. So yeah, so Isai, you were saying, yeah, you you went, you know, it was your journey of doing the DIY thing and talking to the experts and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think I set out in the film really frustrated with my condition, ulcerative colitis, which I'd been suffering from for 10 years. Medications were starting to fail me. I was looking for alternatives. I heard about fecal transplant. I'd been following the research. Um, and the results were, you know, promising. I think that there is something there. I think I set out hoping that it would be the magic bullet that would cure me. Um, I don't want to give away any spoilers. I think in the end of the film, I come away with the idea that this is really exciting research and we're going to learn a lot. It's not quite there yet. So anybody thinking that they should rush out and do a DIY fecal transplant, maybe it's better to wait but definitely we should all be paying attention to this procedure because it's weird. It's gross. Nobody really wants to talk about it. It's really easy to dismiss it as just being weird and gross and thinking it's pseudoscience. Yeah, It's not, there's something there. I listened to a podcast a couple of months ago. I'm just remembering, I think Mel Robbins, she was talking to some nutrition expert at Harvard and it was like two hours about food and how it affects us. It's sort of, everybody should listen to it, change your life. But she talked a lot about, bacteria and how important the bacteria in your stomach is and it affects almost everything so I, I would believe that there's something something in this absolutely I mean you know some of the most interesting research I saw is the fact that 
we've had this huge decrease in infectious illness. If you look at these infectious illnesses that used to kill people 50 years ago, they don't really exist anymore because of antibiotics. But what's happened in the past few generations, as we start taking routine antibiotics, we see this huge increase in gut-related issues and autoimmune conditions, obesity. So there's definitely a correlation there. Our genes don't change that quickly. Something in the environment has changed and it has to do with our microbiomes changing over time that we are becoming more susceptible to these illnesses. So we got to figure out a way to kind of treat our guts because we'll see health benefits throughout our bodies if we deal with the gut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked how they were talking about, you know, farmers used to eat food covered in dirt, like with the natural, all this stuff in it. And even if you just see kids these days, like who were locked down during COVID, they haven't been exposed to things lately and stuff. And now they're getting really sick and like it, it's everything. And I just think about all the food I eat too, just McDonald's, all this sanitized white bread, all this for sure. I, I mean, it seems like, yeah, I mean, bacteria could be the answer to everything. It even excited me when they, when the doctor was listing off the possible things like Parkinson's that could be affected because my sister has that and stuff. And, and then like maybe they mentioned Alzheimer's, like a lot of this stuff. Uh, it's kind of, kind of exciting. It's very you, fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. When did you decide you were going to make a documentary about it? Like before or after or during? Kind of during. I, I just, as an ulcerative colitis patient I and a filmmaker, but as a patient, I was just obsessed with this topic. I had been researching it for years. I had finally made the decision that I wanted to do it myself. Um and I decided to make a film about it at the same time. Uh, so it sounds I, I, like if, if you want a disease cured, it's best if like a docu like a filmmaker happens to get that disease because then they'll make a movie about it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted an excuse to reach out to all these researchers who I was following. Um, mm. And I was like, hey, can I meet you in person and talk to you for two hours? And that's, that's, what that's, yeah. that's why I tell everybody I do my podcast. It gives me like, you know, you can't just call someone. Can I come talk to you for now? Why? Oh, you know, it's a podcast. And yes, I'll come. I'll be in your movie and talk about things. And then you can exactly yeah. you get all this free advice with these people. That's brilliant. Totally. Where are you? It looked like you were in Toronto. Is that where you were? Um. Yeah, I live in Toronto. I'm from Toronto. I was living in Los Angeles during right. part of filming of the film. So the film kind of goes back and forth between Toronto and Los Angeles, but I am yeah. from Toronto and I currently live in Toronto. Yeah, I saw some Rexalls and TD Banks in there and then yeah. Hamilton <laughs> Doctor. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm currently at Bathurst in Queens. So hello from Toronto. Oh, no way. I'm in yeah. Ronsi, so we're close. Yeah. Ah, very nice. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. I think I was talking to somebody about that yesterday from Poland. I was at a speed dating. She's like, I'm Polish. Oh, oh, there's Polish. Isn't that little Poland on Ronsi's or something? Yeah, it's Polish Fest this weekend on Roncesvalles. if you're interested yeah. in getting some good pierogies. Yeah, <laughs> some. Uh, she said borscht, but there's a white soup that has sausage in it. But anyways, um, <laughs> well, well, that's exciting. And like, what's, uh, yeah, what what happens with this movie? Like, is a, is a documentary about designer poop? I guess it doesn't go to like the Cineplex, but like, what's what's the plan for it? Well, we are having a three-day free VOD window from September 22nd to September 26th. So we hope a lot of people tune into that. And then in November, when we release on iTunes and Amazon, we're doing 10 panel discussions with our experts. So there'll be 10 sessions that you can tune in for free to hear 
different experts talk about this subject. We have everything from, you know, your pet's microbiome to how the microbiome changes as we age to breaking down the stigma. So right now we're just kind of putting ourselves out there and finding partners, whether it's foundations or patient advocacy groups that share our messaging and uh, yeah, just working on these kind of special events. Very cool. So I guess it might particularly interest, you know, people with all whatever that thing is that you have. Um, so they'll be, they'll be looking and then you've got a built-in audience. Like if I had ulcer, whatever, I would watch it. Ulcer, ugh. Ulcerative colitis. Yes. Right. So my condition is ulcerative colitis um, under the umbrella of IBD along with Crohn's, but this film could appeal to people with C. difficile or who knows somebody who has had C. difficile, Crohn's colitis, uh, IBS, but we talk about a lot of different conditions in this film, like you said, from Parkinson's to MS to obesity. Um, you know, there are a lot of topics being covered with this research. So, for sure, yeah. And I was, I was talking to somebody this week about Crohn's. Like, you know, I'm Jewish, and it seems to be a very popular Jewish uh, women disease for some reason. So that's a big thing. And I knew a girl. Um, what is her name? Like she started her own nutrition business in Toronto, but she self-cured Crohn's or something, just decided to go hardcore, like just eating super healthy. And then she was trying to do that same treatment to her dad who had uh, Lyme's disease and, and, or no, maybe that was somebody else. Her dad had something, maybe cancer, but I don't know. So yeah, I can see how like you might want to approach all sort of these different health things uh, with the thing. And I've had lots of stomach problems. I had really bad stomach pains for a long time and went to the hospital, got all the tests doctor eventually said there's nothing wrong with you i think i was just stressed because my ex-girlfriend got engaged um but i also had stomach pains recently i was doing keto and then got kidney stones and that from that so i feel like yeah i should learn how to have super microbiome we all should i mean we can all benefit from paying a bit more attention to the bugs in our guts they're affecting us in one way or the other even if you have a healthy uh, microbiome and you know don't have any of these bowel related illnesses it's important Either to keep that up do you recommend uh, Metamucil? Like I was reading, I saw these ads for colon broom recently and then I looked it up and it's just psyllium husks that you can get for a lot cheaper, just even just no name Metamucil. So these exact same thing. So I started taking that like last week and I felt like, oh, this is maybe what life is supposed to be, actual bowel movements. Yeah, I recommend Metamucil. I mean, if, if you have a real like serious condition like Crohn's colitis or IBS, there are specific diets that you should start with. But if you're a person with a relatively healthy microbiome, you want fiber. Always yeah, focus on getting more and more fiber because that's what your bugs like and that's what will keep them happy and healthy. So Metamucil is a good easy source of that if you're not getting enough of it in your diet. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it's really hard to get enough. I mean, you can sort of eat your whole grains or whatever, but yeah, the Metamucil just changed everything. I'm like, oh. So yeah, I'm going to keep going. And then they I, they also found they had inulin as like another jar of powder that so it's like you can take both and then you do it take before meals and it fills you up and you lose weight. That's my that's my big plan. So that's cool. Yeah, I was going to say if you want another tip, there's something called um resistant starch that is really good for your microbiome and it's really mm -hmm. funny that the foods that have resistant starch tend to be pastas that are cooked and then cooled down or rice that is cooked and then cooled down. You find it in like weird things like that where yeah, a pasta salad or sushi because the rice has been cooked and cooled down. Those things are really good for your gut really? microbiome because they're high in resistant starch. Yeah. E even if it's like white rice, because I try to avoid that. I'm like, oh, white rice, they've taken out the nutrients out. There's no fiber. I'm terrified of it. But it, you're saying it's okay? Yeah, because it has resistant starch, which is one of the, yeah. 
you need a wide variety. So you need it from fruits and vegetables and whole grains, but that is an interesting source of it. All right. Well, I will celebrate with some sushi tonight. Now I'm excited. (laughs) Um, So do you think now, like for your, I don't know, where do you see your career? More filmmaking, more microbiome advocate? Like, what are you up to? In filmmaking, yeah. I mean, I'm always working on various projects. I I stumbled into this topic. So now I I do think for probably the next couple of years, I'm going to be talking about this topic as it goes when you make a documentary film. Um, But yeah, I'm always working on different things. What kind of other films do you like doing? Like fiction or is it all documentaries? Uh, Majority of what I work on is documentaries. Um, I work a lot with senior citizens, actually. Cool. A lot of caregiving related, senior citizen related content. Yeah. And this is all hot topics and you've got your niche. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's either either knows a senior citizen or will be one or is one. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's good. You're helping the world with all your stuff. Very cool. <laughs> Have you been exploring TIFF? Do you hope to get it into film festivals like that? TIFF's on right now. Um. Yeah. I mean, we hope to do some film festivals. We haven't gone down that route yet. And no, I have not gone to visit TIFF yet this year. I guess it's almost over. Uh, yeah, until Sunday, but there's not that many celebrities. Seems like Ethan Hawke's wandering around and Jessica Chastain, you know, the usual suspects. But I think the city has been really quiet, yeah, which is weird. Yeah. For- <laughs> not not a lot of screaming, like, oh my God, it's Harry Styles, like last year. So yeah. you're, not, you're not missing too much. Well, that's <laughs> that's cool. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what... Uh, what kind of things do you find like as you're doing the press uh, tour and everything? Like, what are people interested in? Are, are reporters interested in poop or are they just like, I, I don't even want to talk about this? Um, I think a lot of people are interested. A lot of people I've been dealing with this topic for so long that it seems like common knowledge to me. So it has been interesting when people are blown away by the idea of fecal transplant. Like, I never heard of this. I didn't know it was a thing. I was like, oh, really? I'm, I'm in such a weird world right now that it's like all I talk about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, so, I listen to a lot of health stuff and whatever. And I, I think, I guess I've heard about this, but it didn't really sink in. Um, so yeah, so it's still, still pretty, pretty fresh. And is it, yeah. So it is something you can do at home. You just sort of have like a Turkey baster and you stick it up. I don't know how detailed you want to get, but it's, it is something that you can do at home, but it's not something that's recommended yeah. to do at home. I do. Yeah show myself doing it at home, but it's always with the disclaimer of this is not risk-free. I took on yeah. a certain degree of risk doing this. And in the film, I explore whether it was the right decision or not. Um, yeah. So you'd have to watch the film to find out. Have you ever thought of going to like medical school so you could become like the like a fecal expert, like the people you talk to? Or no. that would take like 20 years. No, you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> it's better to use no, the skills because I'm on have. the other side of it now that yeah. I, yeah, other than this film, I, I don't really think about it that much anymore because I, I'm not having symptoms anymore, thankfully. Oh, oh man. Well, hopefully you stay interested enough to promote your film and help other people. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Yeah. Now that people are reaching out, like I said, people are hearing about this for the first time and are fascinated by it. So I'm here to talk about it. And your your partner is prominently featured as uh, as your fecal donor. Uh, is he? How is he dealing with fame now? <laughs> He loves it. He's very proud of the role he played in this film. Um, he was happy to be my stool donor. Anything yeah. to help. Yeah. That is love. I guess I wonder, mm-hmm. did he know when you got together originally that you had the health problems or was this something that, that came up later? I think it came up pretty early. I mean, it's kind of hard to hide 
yeah yeah you gotta be like why in the bathroom yeah yeah yeah. that's all right well that's true love if you can get through this you can you can get through everything kind of thing you could be like a dating coach too as well (laughs) did you go to film school in toronto I didn't actually. I studied acting. So I started my career as an actor and then um, I got into editing. Editing is actually my bread and butter. It's kind of what oh, I do okay. most. Yeah. Uh, and I've just made a few films along the way. But yeah, usually I do a lot of video editing. No cool. Acting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say you kind of look like an actress. So I was like, why are you not acting? But that was your thing. And then editing is important because I don't think as many people think of going into it, but everybody needs it. It's like a drummer. Like everybody wants to be the rock star at the front, but you need a good drummer. And then the drummer can be in like a million bands or whatever. So, and then as a filmmaker, you're thinking like an editor, so you know what to shoot and everything. Especially when it comes to documentary. I mean, a lot of the film gets written in the edit, right? You run out and film as much as you can, and then you're left with hundreds of hours of footage that has to be turned into an hour and a half film. So it's it's an intensive process, but when you get into a flow, it's very similar to writing, I find, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. So you have to be kind of a, almost a, um, I don't know, what's the word for people who like to be themselves, uh, a introvert or something, to sit there and sort of edit alone in a room, like you're not sitting there on a, on a shoot with a million people or whatever. I am All an right. introvert, because I much prefer being alone in an editing suite than I do on set, but... <laughs> awesome well thank you for coming out of your cave to talk to me today <laughs> and uh yeah i will walk for i will watch for designer poop two, still pooping or whatever <laughs> awesome right. nice talking thank- to you thanks bye all right bye